Welcome to Bishop Blessing Lebebe's podcast, the pod all about the Word of God, which brings change and transformation in our lives. If you are at home, get your pen and paper. If you are at work, get your headphones. If you're driving, then turn the volume up and get ready to be enlightened. We have just one word for you. Uh, 16, and I believe we'll be able to indulge in, in so much other things. Sixteen says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Then right after talking about that, it says, Do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophecies. Test all things first, what is good. But verse 20, I love it more. It says, do not despise prophecies. And do not quench the spirit. And I think that not appreciating what God is doing quenches the spirit out of our lives. It quenches the grace of God out of our presence. It's always speaking appreciation for the things that we have. And things that we still have the ability to ask God for. Oh, you didn't get. For the things that we have. And the things that we still have the ability to ask God for. You didn't get it. The things that we have. And the things that we have the ability to ask God for. Yeah, there are certain stages that you cannot ask God for certain things. Because they are either out of principle or they are out of reach. Oh, yes. So the ability to be able to ask God for something is a sign that God has still given you grace to still ask for them. Oh, yes. So it's like asking for long life when you are 60 or 70. Uh, You already got it. You can't ask for it. Uh, yeah, but life could have put you in a situation where you can't ask God for certain things. And, and, and life could have robbed you of certain things that would have made it difficult for you to ask God for other things. Uh, you could have been crippled in your mind and you could not be able to ask for education or you could not be able to ask for the results that you have. But sometimes we don't question what we ask God for that we are able to ask him for this because there's a certain ability we already have that needs us to ask for that. Because if you were in a sick bed, you'd be asking him for good health. Yes, if you were limbs and blind, you'd be asking him for sight. And some of us, we, we cannot really get to the place of saying, God, thank you that I'm asking for money and I'm not asking for health. Thank you that I'm asking to pass education and I'm not asking to get into school. Thank you that I'm asking to excel and at least I can get to pay my bills. God, I'm praying that you may enlarge my finances. At least there's a roof over my shoulder. I don't know if you get what I'm telling you. That sometimes your prayer requests can reveal the privilege you already have. 
and we fail to acknowledge the privilege of our prayer requests and that's why we can't thank God because we are oblivious to the privilege we stand in as for the prayer request. But we need to thank God always in all things, even in your request to God. There must be a spirit of thanksgiving that, oh God, I can ask for this. I can ask for this. This. If some of you were hospitalized today, oh my word, you wouldn't have many prayer items. You wouldn't be asking for a husband. You wouldn't be asking for a car. You wouldn't be asking for a job. You wouldn't be asking for money. You'd be asking God, get me out of this hospital. Oh, yes. So it is an ability. Then we fail to thank God for that fact that God, thank God I'm asking for this. I know it sounds spoiled to ask this because there are some people who are asking lesser prayer items than me. Oh, yes. I may sound spoiled when I ask for millions because there's someone who's just asking for a daily bread. I may sound spoiled when I'm asking God prosper me because somebody who's praying that tomorrow morning there's something to eat. Oh, yes. So, so sometimes you have to thank God for where you are standing before you even thank him for asking for where you're going. I don't know if you're hearing me here yet. So the Bible says, in all things, give thanks. So maybe you are in a situation and you are busy saying, I'm still asking for this, but you're not acknowledging that what you're asking to somebody where you are is already a prayer item. Am I talking to someone? So I want us to give thanks to the Lord for the grace he's given us through the years and give thanks to the Lord for the things that we are we are already at the things that we are already standing at. I just want us to start in prayer right now. Zip, <laughs> <laughs> 
We give all that you have done in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, for all that you have done. Every funding, we break it loose right now. We break it loose right now. Break it loose right now. Hallelujah. If you're with me, I want us to, to pray against and and most of the time you can't pray against persecution. Persecution breeds character. So we can't pray against the, the kind of harm that will come someone's way because uh, peace relaxation and relaxation creates war. And war created for how much we need peace. <laughs> so the value of peace war. The value of peace is war. I wish I didn't say that out loud. So countries that have been into peace, but countries like ours, which has not been into war, care about peace. They don't care about what? About peace. We can talk about, oh, that a war, economic war. Well, because you've never been in a war. We all you must kill everybody, shoot everybody. That would be a better South Africa. Well, it's because you don't know. But if you ever enter the war, you'll start to value peace. You start value negotiations. You start to value deals and and understandings that are created through that. In uh, in, in Israel today, there's a war where uh, they, in the first attack of the Hamas, when they attacked. Uh, Israel, they killed a thousand people. And I think they left about 500 injured. When Israel attacked back, 500 people were shot. They discovered that the Hamas headquarters were underneath the hospital. So they put it underneath the hospital so that it's not easy to attack Vaisa. It's very brutal, eh? Uh, they put quarters under a hospital. It's quite scary. And when you look at these wars, it's easy to narrate and talk into it. But it's very difficult to really understand a loss of life in practicality at that extent. If that happens in South Africa, you will understand it's not a joke. We had a tavern killing two, two years. It is six months ago. The tavern killing. They killed about 20 people. We were in an uproar. Imagine 2000 in one strike. So we pray. But we know that persecution brings character. So it's very difficult for us to pray against persecution. Because at times this is persecution to strengthen a believer. You get your name and say, maybe God strengthening you. Hey, Masalman. The book of Second Timothy chapter 4. Paul says to Timothy, I have fought a good fight. I have fought a good fight. So we know as we are going to be starting... Uh, looking cells after the 24th conference of no uh, relax higher 
uh, no rest harvest conference. Uh, we're going to be launching cells and I think if I'm calculating correctly, it's about 20, 25 cells will be launching. New cells. Am I talking to someone? And I'm believing God, uh, we're going to launch cells with about 10 people, 20 people. And already we've been, I was looking for the stats from the second group, which we are initiating now, uh, that they send their stats clearly. And unfortunately, I could not delegate somebody to collect those stats, but I will get somebody. Amen. Uh, but we need that collect stats uh, as soon as it is possible. Amen. So this is what it's to do. I want us to pray for everybody that we're inviting and pray them to overcome persecution from their families uh, for coming to and changing and coming to the Lord. Uh, some of you are also still going through some persecution. Uh, some others I've heard are still going through very diverse persecutions. But I want to stop praying and say, Lord, give them strength. Give them anointing. Give them power. Give them the zeal and give them the stability to be able to withstand all the persecution. Am I talking to somebody here today? Let's stand in the midst of all the persecution. Let them have so much value for the blood of Jesus and for salvation that the persecutions will not be counted in. Talking to somebody here today. So I want us to start praying right now. Father, we fight, we pray right now for the spirit of truth to come into somebody's life right now that they may overcome all patience, all types of storms, all manners of evil, all manners of fights that may come against their faith. Father, we take the word of Paul where he says, after having done all to stand up, we pray that you stand there for we pray that they stand there for Father, we pray for our own persecutions. 
All that is coming against us for the we pray that we be strengthened in the inner man through the power of God of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we pray against all accusations. We pray that Father give us strength, sustain us. We pray this in the name of Jesus. I want us to pray as we'll be heading for our no rest, no tire, no relax harvest prince. It's going to be such a powerful grace release and I'm believing the anointing of God falling in this place like never before. And I've been going to do a fresh thing in our faith and in our lives like never before. We started, I spoke to all the leaders. Today I'm going to talk to the top tier leaders on the structure strategy which we're going to deploy and you will see its impact and its influence moving from the top down tiers uh, established in that and uh, its root being fruitfulness. I was talking to men of God and it says when you have found a wife uh, it's a wrong idea thing that you have found a flower. Uh, and I said, that is powerful. He says, uh, then I said, why? He says, because out of a flower, I can't get any fruit. And I said, that's too deep. Isn't that too deep? So we pray that you are not a flower of church. We pray that you become a vineyard of the church. 
Yeah, out of you we can get good fruit. Not only get good food, but out of you we can get good pruning. That you are prunable. Yes. You know, a vineyard be more fruitful after being pruned. Yes. Yeah, but there are there are some because after you cut them, forget about the flower coming back. Yeah, may you become good vineyards. May we get good fruit out of you as we prune you, as we develop you, as we make you come better. May you become more fruitful. May every training show you that it's the next level of growth for you in the name of Jesus. I want to declare that your cells will become fruitful. You will not be barren in the name of Jesus. You will not become an MGO. Oh yes. But you will become authentic and you will become multiplying in the name of Jesus. Out of you we will see many. Out of you we will see much more. No one has seen what you can do in the name of Jesus. May God show you great harvest in the name of Jesus. May God show you great harvest in the name of Jesus. We pray for grace for multiplication over you in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, despise you not a prophecy. I release this prophecy now over your life. That may God show you more fruit than you can imagine in the name of Jesus. More fruitness is coming your way in the name of Jesus. More harvest is coming your way in the name of Jesus. May match every promise of God upon your life in the name of Jesus. May you taste every promise of God in your life in the name of Jesus. May you reach the place God has promised you in the name of Jesus. Oh, may you taste the goodness of the Lord in the land of the, in the name of Jesus. So as you are about to go for a half. Oh, listen. Fruitfulness is variant. I don't know if you get it. I don't know if you get it. Let me say it to you again. Fruitfulness is variant. Meaning fruitfulness is a broad issue. A lot of things come in before you are fruitful. Yes. And if you are a real vineyard, we can do things with you through your fruits. Oh, you don't get it. Yes. Through your fruit, God bless you. Yeah. God wants to bless you through your own fruit in the name of Jesus. God wants to use your fruit to bless you. Oh yes. He wants to use your fruit to build you in color. Oh yes. So, so you see through this grape juice, we get medicine. We get grape juice. Alcohol. Oh. And much, much more. Oh, some of us get oxidants. Through the same fruits. Yes, but if you look at what came in to make it happen, it was manure, it was watering, it was pruning, it was many people deployed to make sure that the fruit comes out. Oh yes, so there's many things that comes into a fruit, and there are many things that can come out of a fruit. 
May the Lord show you that will come out from your fruitfulness. May many things of your fruitfulness speak against every spirit of laziness in this house in the name of Jesus. I speak against every spirit of letting go that you have started in the name of Jesus. May the Lord give you capacity to stand firm till the end in the name of Jesus. May your fruit come to fruition in the name of Jesus. May you through till the end in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. I, I was saying to someone that not everybody sees the fruit of their work. It is a blessing to see the fruit of your work. Yeah, others claim to have seen it, but they have not seen it. May God give you grace to see of your work. I was saying to myself, if I could have given up earlier, I will not see the fruit of my work. Oh, yes. The, today is a fruit of a seed back then. And today, planting a seed for some other time. Yes. So, I'm busy reaping and sowing same time. Hey, we are starting the building. Oh, Mzalan. I don't know. Pumi, are you ready? Hey, all right. I hear you. Oh, the building will, 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 will test you. But I'm telling you something. The building will bless you. Oh, me, I'm obsessed with sowing. I'm obsessed with sowing. So if you sow your life to discipleship, you sow it. Yes. The Bible says you must first die to self. After you sow it, you must die. You must die. You sow yourself, then you die. Yes. Look at your name and say, you die. You are too alive to become fruitful. Or maybe I should someone else. You are too alive to be fruitful. So the Bible says, lest the morsel dies. It dies. Oh. Nothing can ever come out of it. So I... The issue of selling is not a journey of cell growth. It's a journey of personal death. Yes. Because you will realize that the more you die, the more fruitful you become. So, it is your livingness that will, create, that will kill the life of yourself. Your liveliness. My wife would have put me with English right there. But I will use a better word. Your liveliness, your living, create death in yourself. So I'm believing God for multiplying cells. I, I'm, listen, servanthood has no limit. Oh, oh, maybe you don't get it. It's because I'm an appropriate leader. I admit. But servanthood has no limits. Yeah, you serve without limits. Yeah, when the Bible speaks about being a servant, it speaks about someone who has no name. Yeah, we don't want to, congratulating you is us being nice. 
But a, a servant need congrats. A servant has no limits. Yes. Oh, you, you are saying, oh man, I'm serving the Lord. But apostle told you, you cannot serve God directly. Have you really served him? Yeah, have you really served me? Who oh, is in G? Come on, Bishop. Yes, sir. Oh. I was saying to someone, you must understand service, servitude is in dimensions. The Bible uses servitude in three dimensions. Number one, it uses those of the master. Which means serving in the house of the master. That's also in two dimensions. It's serving in the church and serving in the practical house of your Yes. I wish I could deal with you more. The Bible uses, it says, in the master's house, there are vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor. Hey. So there is serving in the house. And yet serving in the house. You are in my house. Are you serving? I'm just asking. I don't know. You will tell me. Maybe I must change it. I must say these things on Sunday. Serving the master's house. Yes. Doing, when, when, when apostle, I mean, I'd rather say so that you don't get hurt. When apostle was ordaining his pastors, he says, oh, these guys, they serve. They are not afraid to serve in the lowest level. He says, they came to my, my garden. They washed my car. They walked with me. Oh, yes. Oh, you don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe I should change this issue. You want to serve the way that you look powerful. You are not yet servants. You are still bound by types of how people see you. You cannot serve look low. You still want to be powerful. Yes. Me, when I, when before I, be, when you see people, whenever I call her, she comes, you are thinking it's because I'm powerful. Except that I drove her. I washed the car. She called me. When I called, I was still busy. I was driving people. Oh, she was at the back seat. Yes. You see that red X3? You know it? Yes. I was the chauffeur. Carrying the bags when they were carrying. When Americans were there, I was carrying the American bags. I know how to wash that X3. I washed it. You, when you say serving, you are talking, you are already on the stage. You are too late. Yeah. You are too arrogant. You can't do menial work. Yes. You can't do menial work. And you want to serve God. The master. Hey! Now maybe I should change the sermon. You want me to something else? You, you want us to pray? Yes, you are serving. serving. You feel embarrassed to do menial work. When we were in Ghana, when Pastor K wanted shoes done, down and do her shoes. Me, myself. Ah, I don't know. What do you think serving is? Then that's why your heart cannot serve others. Because you are afraid low to go to the dusty places to serve people. We can't trust you. Menial work. Oh yes, menial work. You are nowhere to be found. Yeah. Only when the speakers start to be you're like, oh, this is my time now. 
nowhere to be found. When menial work exists, you are nowhere. When the sweep needed to serve someone, to look lower than someone, to look like, oh, in front of them, nobody, you are nowhere. You are always staring in your movie. You are never lifting anyone up and you want to. Who's the fool who will do the foolish thing you can't do? Oh, maybe I should leave it there. Am, am I talking something? I mean, I'm talking nonsense. You can't do menial work. Menial. Some of you, I must ask, have you even washed my car? Do you know the soap to my car? Well, my car must look like we are always in the Kalahari Desert. Or I'm, I'm in Spin City. Every time my car looks like I come from Spin City. But you can't do menial work. You are waiting next announcement to say you'll be preaching next week. You'll be the one taking off. You'll be the one uh, doing the worship team leading. Ah, no me. Oh, when we say, oh, carry my child. This is making the movement of God look too powerful. You are not humble enough to do such a menial thing just to take care of my wife's child so that she can sit and do you and minister to you. You feel like you need another level of humility to do that. Oh, I mean, I don't have... How arrogant are you? Yes, but oh, listen, come, come and preach about chicken licking. Oh, chicken licking, comma one, chicken licking, comma two. But then we must try to humble when you cannot do menial work. When your heart has not been purified by the fire, humility, and abasement. The fire of going down. You don't have it. Then you are wondering why souls are hard. Because souls will teach to go down. You will go to fetch them when they now, when they have said things about you that will even embarrass you and you still have to fetch them. And you wondered why your heart is so strong. Because menial works you feel weak. You are not broken. You are too strong to be used. Oh wow, maybe I should change the sermon. We have a right to say this because through it. Uh, we have served in the lowest levels for years. We have carried shoes and Bibles of apostles. We have washed shoes, ironed their shirts. Yeah, going. Yeah. Ironing, ironing a shirt of a man of God. Yes. And I'm not ashamed to do it. I'll do it again. I'm not like you. You are too arrogant to iron a shirt of a man of God. You are asking yourself, what will he be doing? I'm busy doing this. Yes. yes. Maybe we should say this on Sunday. Oh, wow. I, I, maybe I should say this to other Me, if I take all the shirts I've ironed of all the men of God I've met, probably the laundry will fill this whole wall. 
It's not that I, since I got married, I've ironed. I don't remember ironing. Maybe I've ironed when my wife was not there. But maybe God has seen what, ah, Kalo No. Men of God, you knew. Men of God, you did. The men of God, you have driven. When my license was, and I had to pretend like I know how to drive. And I was so slow. We have the fire. We, we, we don't stand here on ice cream and lollipops and good times. We have been branded by the fire of humility. Tested. Simplicity. That's why we, we, we don't use our titles on our chest. Because we have been tested by the fire of humility. We have done things. We were not born. We were not born with a mic in our hands. We were born with servanthood in our hearts. Yes, but you don't have servant as a medal, but you want a crown of leadership. Oh wow! Such gullibility. Are you that gullible? And maybe I should change it somewhat. We are breeding a breed of a mind that cannot have servitude in their hearts. Servanthood. I'm not saying tell us. I'm praying that tell us we become different. I'm praying we choose to become a breed. That's a lie. Maybe I should change the topic and talk about how God is going to bless you and you'll have maids when you go into your house in Belay. Talking to you about being used by God. Used by God. I've never heard a stoic man of God who has never served greatly. And served another man of God. Me, I would do it again and again and again. To me, it hurts me not. Uh, but you, it will hurt your friends when they see you do it. It will hurt how people look at you when they see you serve. Yeah, when you, when you are serving, oh, it's nice. It's nice. Eh? There's another word. The what what the heart. Oh yes. But because you don't understand servanthood. If I were to tell you my stories of how much and how I've served, how how many things I went through that broke my heart. After my heart broke, God says your heart is breaking, not because what you are feeling is genuine, because you're pride. If you didn't have pride, you wouldn't have broken. You wouldn't be crying if you didn't have pride. Oh, yes. Bro, how can they treat me like this? Say, so there, I show now. You have too much pride. Now, some of you think your tears are a constitutional right. 
Like immediately when your tear falls, it means there's a constitution against your tear falling. Some of you, your tear pride, arrogance, selfishness, all these fake tears. Sense. Maybe I should stop preaching. I'm crying, give me what I wanted. Oh, oh welcome to the world. Planet were you in? Servanthood. Servanthood. May God breed a heart of servanthood in this church. May God breed a heart of servanthood in this church. That mind serving at the lowest level if it needs us to. May God press a demand on us for more servanthood in the name of Jesus. For more brokenness in the name of Jesus. We pray for this in the name of Jesus. I don't know if you are hearing me today. As I was praying throughout the day, I realized you don't want to raise sons that are arrogant. No, no, no. We have never really, really served. Served not only the house, but also served. It's a very dangerous thing. Oh, I mean, it's very dangerous. It means they don't really understand what serving is. I, I, I love it when Apostle says it. Yes. Most of us, we cannot be tested by men, but we want to be tested by God. place your arrogance will remove you from. So when we are leading cells, it's not a place for rising. It's a place for dying. It's not a place for elevation. It's a place of desperation. Where you learn to be more desperate for God. So as we'll be launching cells, I want us to even pray. I want us to pray, God, to a place where we become what we want to multiply. Where we become what? What? Where we become what we want to multiply. Are you hearing me? Where you become what? May God elevate you. May God show you his glory. I was asking a question to God about this. I didn't want to, I wanted to pray more, but somehow when we pray, the spirit talks. I said, where do we meet you? I don't know if you get it. Then the Lord led me to a verse. If you humble yourself to handle the Lord, and he will lift you up. Then, then the Lord said to me, and he was finalizing that revelation now when I was talking to you. He says, you don't meet me at the top, ego. You meet me at the bottom. You meet me where? Down there. You meet me where there's nothing. You meet me when you are empty. When you are broken. You meet me when you are empty. Then I will lift you. 
If you lift yourself, you will never meet me. Am I talking to someone here? Maybe I should change my sermon to be Humpty Dumpty's brother and cousin. Are you hearing me? Don't be intimidated by others, but trust God. Trust God. Trust God. With eyes closed and heads back. I was studying prophecy as you are closing your eyes. The Lord told me about prophecy and I was studying it. It became clear to me that there's two types of prophecies. That there is a foretelling and a foretelling. Study can show you that as well. Now, foretelling is telling the future. Foretelling is telling the now. So preaching is not only sermon, but preaching is prophecy. So I prophesy to you destiny in obedience. Father, I pray now for your children. Pray now for your sons and daughters. I pray now for grace and anointing upon them. I pray now for release of new things upon them. May in humility, may they meet you. May in abasement, may they see you. May they encounter you. In emptiness, may you fill them. In nothingness, may they have everything. Devoid religion, may they have godliness. Devoid of routine, may they have experiences. Devoid of network, may they have an encounter. I pray grace upon them in the name of Jesus. I pray anointing upon them in the name of Jesus. I pray encounter upon them in the name of Jesus. May they meet up with a fresh way in the name of Jesus. I pray this now as the church shouts a powerful hand. Give the Lord a hand. I want us to take, I want us to be done by six. Uh, I don't know why it is, but I'm believing that we should be a bit more graceful. But if you are, don't call us, please. Look at your name and say, if you are not, don't call us. Oh, Bishop, you remember you said, ah, 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 I said it for myself. Share with others, share the pod on social media and leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest news, you can follow Bishop Blessing Libebe on Instagram at blessing.patuchezo and Facebook at Patuchezo Blessing Libebe. You can also follow Dwellers the Courtridge on Instagram at dwellers.insta, on Twitter at dwellers.tc and on YouTube and Facebook as Dwellers the Court. Thanks again. We'll see you next time.